Hello listeners, hello Bendos, and welcome to the Two Kooks podcast. We have a name. We do have a name, and it's quite fitting for us, two losers. Two Kooks, I reckon that's the best name ever. Yeah, sums us up pretty well in the surf and uh, on and the on land. land. Yeah, Everyone's, I mean, this isn't... This isn't going to be just a surfing podcast, so I guess people hear two kooks and I think probably this is just going to be surfing-related banter, but, mate, it's going to cover everything, isn't it? Yep, certainly is. Our dress sense, our just style in general, and just our thinking. We're not the... Wow. <laughs> yeah, we think a little bit different, I think, in uh, a lot of things, so... So, how did you go? Did you get? Uh, did you watch much of the um, Snapper slash D Bar event? I did. I watched as much as I could. Um, I was a little bit surprised how quickly it it, it came and went. Um, they didn't fuck around, did they? It was just okay. We're running and it's done. So yeah, I didn't even get my my fantasy team in. So I, there's my uh, throwaway for the year. Yeah, I mean, it was a weird event. I, the surf was good. Like, it was pretty fun all around the coast during that time, especially on the weekend where they didn't play, have it on the Sunday. Like, that Sunday here, it was good everywhere. And then they waited until Monday for some reason when it was shit to um, to run the comp. But uh, what are your takeaways from from the first event of the year, mate? Well, on the, on that, just on the why they didn't run on the Sunday... Do you think that there was a little bit of uh, politics that came into that and they got told no? Um, on a Sunday, it's going to cost you X amount of dollars if you really want to run. Was Do you think there was something else? I don't know. I don't know, but the surf was cracking on Sunday. So. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a... I know that they get a cops and fines from the Queensland government for not running in Queensland. Um so do you think that there was some pressure put on to go, okay, guys, we need something run at Snapper. So do your best, do your best, do your best to... Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It was a weird call, to be honest. As I think they said during the broadcast, a lot of the pros were out actually surfing Kira and shit. During the comp, like, Snapper was okay. Like, there was waves at Snapper. I, I know D-Bar is, like, punchier and there's, I guess, more sort of... Um, I guess more ramps and things like that but yeah I actually thought they could have held it at Snapper it was tiny but they've, they've held it at lowers and shit like that in much worse stuff so yeah man I don't know I don't know but um, I, I didn't actually mind it I was pretty pumped on the first event it was weird I was actually enjoying the whole tele- um, the broadcast I was liking all the new guys and um, yeah some of them were pretty pretty good to see out there surfing yeah, so I guess when you go to a wave like D-Bar, there's more waves, so it's, it is better to watch. You know, sometimes you watch a heat at Snapper and they're just waiting for the sets. Yeah, well, they're, with those four people out at one time, that wouldn't have worked at Snapper. Okay. So so on that, what do you think of the new format that they've brought in? I love it. Yeah, I reckon it's awesome. I reckon it's really good, but, like, if Snapper's small, they can't do it, so maybe that's why they didn't do it. Because yeah. if Snapper's tiny, there's, like, two, three waves or whatever in a set or decent waves in a set, um, yeah, they couldn't have done it there. Um, yeah. 
I thought it was I thought it was good though. I thought it started off as an event. I was concerned because it started off and the judges were sort of rewarding that shitty backhand attack. Mm-hmm. That we repetition. Yeah, like that Owen Wright backhand attack shit where he's just going up. And I know it's good and I know it's skillful and all of that, but the judge was judges were throwing like eights and all that sort of shit for him. And um, I was thinking, fuck, if we're going to have another year of this sort of shit. And then it's like halfway through the competition, they're like, they flick the switch. And they're just like, oh, we're going to reward progression and people trying crazy shit, which I thought was really good. Yeah, they should be kind of, they should have the two scales on there of like good surfing is good surfing on either either way. But don't reward one thing, don't reward the other. Reward just good surfing. Like if they can somehow, somehow find a balance between it, but you don't need to go so high on those. I don't know. Sometimes they they just shoot themselves in the foot and then they're backpedaling for the rest of the heat. It's really hard to, to work out where they're going with the scores. I think they were throwing out like eights for Owen doing that backhand thing. If that's on a big wave and like at Bells or something, yeah, I get it. But not at fucking two-foot D-bar. Um, yeah. It just looks shit. And that's why Wilco's off tour, obviously, because he just did the same thing and – yeah, Owen's one guy that obviously he's good and he's got a lot of skill in the big waves and all of that, but I'm wondering how he's going to go this year. So you think it's the the end of the run for him? He's got a couple of years left in him? or oh, I wouldn't say it's the end of the run, but um, I don't know. It just depends with these what these um, young Brazilian surfers are doing and Reef Hazelwood from um, Sunny Coast and all that. Like Those guys are just doing shit that... Yeah, that other generation just aren't doing that well in my yeah, opinion. Yeah. So so go on to Reef, did you watch much of the um whatever the air show was? I watched a little bit of it. Yeah, what do you think of that getting thrown in the mix? Yeah, I don't it didn't no, I didn't love it, but um yeah, it's weird. I didn't really love that, but I do like watching Italo just go silly. Um Yeah, yeah I didn't love it. I didn't love it. Yeah, I, I guess it's good for the spectators on the beach. Um, yeah, and if, I guess, it, and it also depends on what the waves are like. You know, just for content. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. So I've got a few things I noted down from the event that I want you to comment on. All right. All right. So uh, these are a few points that I, I noted at a certain time. Um, uh, Peter Mel said Leo Fiorvanti is a title com- competitor. Yeah. So there's there's more of that just fucking, yeah, the, they can't say a bad thing about a surfer. Like, just be honest. Like, is it written in their contract that they have to say a certain amount of nice things about someone because that's bullshit? What about Potts saying the term low centre of gravity? Referring to a Brazilian or someone short? Just referring to low centre of gravity all the time. Have you ever noticed he always says that in Pizzazz? Obviously, Pizzazz is his catch uh, catch cry. 
Anyway, I want you to comment on this one because uh, the read pod has been go, very vogue. Go back yeah. to the pods. So do you think over the off-season, like, he, he, he just sits, he's on the toilet or whatever, he's got his notebook out and he's thinking, what's the, what am I, what am I, uh, what am I going to say this year? And he just, like, somehow comes to that and goes, okay, that's going to be thrown into my vocabulary. Um, understand it, where, who's, who's, who's telling him that these are the good things to say? I reckon he's scrubbed pizzazz. I think someone said, mate, pizzazz is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. And I think pizzazz has um, been scrapped from his uh, his commentating vocabulary. Um, I've got another one for you, which is gonna, which is a fucking contentious issue for uh, for how much shit we hung on this guy. Pot said Geordie is one of the best backhand surfers in the world. I don't know what to comment on that. What, in two-foot waves? Yeah, I mean, he just said he's one of the best backhand surfers in the world. Got to say, Geordie brought it out in that yeah. event. Did you watch many of his heats? No, I didn't watch too much of Geordie's heats, but he's surfing good. He's off the piss, hey? Yeah, I did so that. it should be. Yeah. I'd be off the piss if I was pro surfer. Yeah. Give me, give me just, I'd just be off the piss during the events. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't. Like, go and put Geordie out, out at pipe with any pipe specialist on their back end. He doesn't even come close. Same with Chopes. Same with yeah. pipe. probably go to go to Indo and there's going to be a – yeah, he, he wouldn't rank in the – He has back. been surfing well, though. Pack yeah. Like he dropped those clips of him at pipe over the break and he was fucking surfing well. I've got to say, I was impressed with Geordie. Okay. I'll tell you, uh, the guy who we throw in with Geordie who I wasn't impressed with, Julian. Okay. Yeah, he, Julian had a pretty... He fucking laid an egg. Do you reckon that's just a, a come down of, of such a hyped up year last year? He's just a little bit kind of like, okay, gave it his run, used a lot of energy, was just having a bit of a hangover. Nah, I reckon it's purely related to those Red Bull shitty commercials that he's doing. <laughs> where, they, where they ask him, where they ask him, what's it like to be, what do, you, what does it take to be a champion? And then at the end of it, it looks like he's almost crying, and he's like, I don't know, because I'm not one. <laughs> oh, oh. Have you seen those commercials oh. on the WSL? Like no, during the oh my god, man! They're the worst. They're shocking. They're really bad. I don't know who advised them to do that. So, continuing on. So we've um, discussed Geordie's back end. What about um, Owen Wright's back end repetition? Well, we discussed that. Yeah, we had a little bit. Um, we don't want to see it. Um, yeah, and then furthermore to that, Peter Mel was very vocal on Owen being overscored against Kelly and Kelly's heat. Did you watch the Owen and Kelly heat? No, I was working. What was the what Kelly was, was just doing crazy progressive shit? Yeah, and Owen was just dumping these backhand fucking turns, and yeah, he got through it. I, I agreed with Pete Mel. Like it was, it was just a, it was just a boring fucking. Boring heat to watch, basically. Yeah, there's a lot on the line this year as well. Not only the title, this this year's the Olympics, isn't it? Yeah. So top two of each country. Yeah. So there's yeah, there's a bit more 
it's going to be interesting come the end of the year. Like it's, you know, especially for the for the Americans there with the Kelly John, Kolohe, I guess the rest of the Hawaiians. Um, they're all vying for that. You, you got to say that John will go to the Olympics, and there's one more spot, really. Hey, hundred percent, John will, but. I guess it's between John Kolohe and Kelly. Is that right? Yeah. Then you've got all the other Hawaiians. Um, yeah, I don't think there's any other Hawaiians that are gonna. Well, that um, Seth Manese surfed well. Yeah, yeah, he did. But how do they? How do they select it? Shit, we should know more about that because um, I think it. I think it's in the rating in the rankings of from this. From the WSL, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, Kelly could be in trouble. Yeah. Which is th- how, how do you think Kelly will go? Say he's say he's doing pretty badly after the Australian leg. Do you think he'll just go off bucket and just just surf like chopes and he'll just kind of give the season away? Do you think that? Well, he said that the that the Olympics are super important to him, so. Yeah. Yeah, I just think, I don't know. I I think he's going to want to go hard at it. It's sort of one thing that he hasn't done. But the thing is, is um, Kolohe is surfing so fucking well. Yeah. So that was a good pick. We'll get onto those later. Yeah, well, we can tackle a few of that now. Anyone that listened to the last podcast would be rolling in their money right now. If they jumped on board with that, we had both finalists. So if Kolohe would have come home, you would have won 2,400, I think, or maybe more, 3,100. Yeah, yeah 30, 31 no. to 1. So 3,000. Th- you would have won 2,900. Yeah, and uh, but with Italo, we're at $1,300 uh, in the kitty, yeah. which yeah. is solid way to start the, the year. The Two Kooks podcast, the podcast that just gives you winners far out. And we're going to give you some more winners later on in this um, in this episode, which is pretty exciting, isn't it, for the listeners? Yeah. So we're, we're going to take note of that bankroll and and just show you we're going to be, we're going to be we're not looking for the for the short price favourites here. We're we're looking for those good earners. So you know it's it's risky, but we're onto it. We're fucking onto it, but um, it's interesting how these uh, this event. What about oh, one thing I was going to ask Luke Egan on the beach? How, how did you feel about that? I like Luke Egan. Yeah, I wasn't feeling his commentating. Yeah, I feel like Strider's been relegated. Yeah, what's going on? Yeah. I just shoved Strider out of the back in shitty D bar for four days. Yeah, but Strider's been thrown. On that ski, that's his. That's his life on the back of the ski. <laughs> it's his life. It is his life. But um, yeah, not sure about eggs. I feel like throw Jaddy in there, like our preferred, uh, our favourite Brazilian server. Throw Jaddy out there once he gets knocked out in the first round and get him on the mic. It'd be much yeah. better. Yeah, I, I reckon he'll be there in the next five years. He'll be a commentator. Five years, I wonder what those odds are, Juddy, to be running the commentary booth. Yeah. I'll tell you, the thing is, is they've got to get a Brazilian on the commentary team because literally they're dominating the sport right now. Yeah. 
And there's no signs of them slowing up at all. No way. Italo is just a little weapon. Yeah. He's so sick, huh? Yeah. He's incredible. Yeah. But, but it goes back to, I don't know if it's this, I think we've touched on it previously, the sense of entitlement that, that a lot of surfers have coming from first world countries. Coming from Australia and America. There is no question. And Kolohe mentioned that in an interview. Actually, he said um, they're pussies. I want to say he's like American surfers. and He didn't say Australian, but he might as well lumped Australian pros are just pussies because they get handed it from when they're a fucking young age. Yeah. Um, they've never experienced, like, and you can't say everyone hasn't experienced a tough, childhood or whatever no but when you're getting sponsored at 13 and getting x amount of dollars to travel around the world your life's pretty good yeah you know and you go and or you've you've lived in a favela until you were 13 finally started getting a little bit of money but that's not for that's for you to help your family out and get them out of the favela and into a a safer neighborhood yeah exactly so what on that Note, I didn't see it entirely, and I don't know what the kind of the takeaway from the event was with this, that the bombardment that Felipe copped off his dad. Did you see that? Oh, I did see that. What's your thoughts Felipe's on that? a cool dude, straight I up. Like I love Felipe. I reckon he's a rad, just a fucking takes everything on the chin. Um. I mean, parents in sport, eh? Like, yeah. I don't know whether I should be critical of it. I think it's, you know, you do what you do with your own kids. Um, I like to just completely berate my children after netball every <laughs> Saturday. So, <laughs> but but, it, but, it, but if you look at it in a a sense in other sports, that yeah. if if he's if, if Felipe's dad's his coach, which I think he is, mm. that you've seen coaches, managers give their their players, give them help. So yes. take away from the father aspect of it. Uh, but in saying that, where I did, someone posted something and I was reading the comments on it about this and there was a comment on there, he's been known to give his son a good slapping when in these junior years and that's completely don't take me on that and that's but it was just something that i read um no fact just a something that was thrown out there oh well uh, why don't we why don't we elaborate on that and say what wsl surfer could use a good slapping oh <laughs> fuck i'm liking where you're going here because uh, I could list a fucking few. Jeremy Flores? Yeah. Love him, but he's had a slapping on the Goldie a couple of times. Um, he had a slapping at Burley, didn't he? Yeah. Um, well, Julian, I hate to say it. I hate to be picking on Julian. <laughs> Julian and Geordie could both use a good slapping, right? Do you agree? Yeah. yeah. Uh, just your favourite kind of wake him up. Yeah, he could use a good slapping. He could use a slapping. Kelly, in, just, just for fun. Surfers? No, just for Kelly, fun. Kelly. The go. Yeah, but. No, nah, you can't slap the go. Can't, you can't do anything to Kelly, what he's done. 
Nah, you can't. No, I love Kelly. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't. I saw it. Yeah, I think it's. Oh, Felipe is a grown man. If he didn't respect his dad, which he obviously does, um, I don't think it works putting that much pressure on someone that surfs so good. As yeah, well. he, I he wonder whether that works. Yeah, I, I, I think he doesn't need like, anything. No, just let him surf. Let him have fun. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll leave, we'll leave the the slappings at that. But ma- maybe we uh, we kind of we do that after every event. Who need, who needs a slap to a good waking up? Well, we're about to do a, a at the end of this pod. We're digging into the um our masters, our early masters bets, and uh, geez, you could give a lot of slaps down those uh down the, the rank of golfers. hundred percent. Oh, yeah, but yeah, when, so. Yeah. So I was going to say it's really changed the um, the odds for world champ. So, yeah, so this event's really throwing things out. So we've got Medina at four to one, Italo at four to one, John John at five to one, Felipe at six to one, Jordi and Jules ten and fourteen to one, Kolohe at, at eighteen to one. I, I think Kolohe has got everything and we mentioned this in the other part I think he's got everything but far out he needs to be able to win yeah, um, yeah I'm a bit worried about old Kolohe hey? yeah I, uh, if you look at the list of surfers like past and and present I don't think I think realistically if he had a a really good top five year that'd be he'd be doing well yeah Exactly, and so we got um, we got Mikey at thirty four to one. Got to say, Mikey surfed incredibly. Yeah, he does. Surf. Uh, yeah, he was just yeah, he was killing it. Uh, and then down the list, Kelly at fifty to one. Um, but Kelly just well, oh, he was in his own head during his heat. God, it, yeah. Oh, at, at at fifty to one though, like you just can't. If if the waves pump for like four or five events where it's just ridiculous exactly. bits. Um, oh, you it wouldn't hurt to put twenty bucks. What? You just fucking slap a little twents on Kelly, and that's a thousand buck return. Just put the ticket in your glove box and wait till the end of the year. Come on. Yeah. It's a couple of beers at the pub. You're not missing it. Yeah, just don't have coffee for a week or whatever. Yeah. Um yeah, so there's some interesting odds. I am not. Uh, I'm not jumping out at. They're not all. Not too many are jumping out at me at the moment. But we might do a pre bells pod, um, and uh, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, bells is coming up. Yeah. So just before we get on to bells, just a couple of questions for you from the sh- Quickie Pro. Um, who, who impressed you the most? Good question. Uh, I'd say it's Italo, Kolohe, obviously. Um, all of the the new guys. So what are their names? Like, uh, oh, what are their names? Seth Moniz. Oh, there was a guy that really was ripping, doing like a hundred turns. Pedersen Christian Chrisanto or something. Yeah. 
He was ripping this David Silver. Yeah. Uh, he was ripping like all these guys were surfing really well. Um, Kanoa. Kanoa, big time. Yeah. Did you watch any of Kanoa's heats? No, I didn't. Yeah, he I pretty much rolled. just watched some, a lot of replays because I was in training all last week, so it was a little bit of a head fuck. Yeah, Kanoa got robbed. I'd say Kanoa's definitely um, – he's stepped it up. So, yeah. so yeah. So, the, all those guys. Biggest disappointment? <laughs> uh, biggest we kind of said it before. Other than Jaddy. Yeah. Um, I think the guy who's looking – who – a lot of people tout is going to be really good, Julian. Yeah. Um, who I'm questioning where he sits with all these other guys. Now. Yeah. Yeah. So, so like, like John last year having a really shitty start, and I guess John was, you know, you don't know what was going to happen with his confidence. Like, if he didn't get injured, how bad of a year would have he had, or would have he come exactly. good? Yeah. Exactly. Uh, <clears throat> So it could be interesting to see how Jules bounces back. Um, we're big Jules fans last year. We were all over him, I guess, being the Aussie in, in contention. Yeah. I mean, he's bloody been gifted, as we've said, like probably one of the best-looking dudes on tour. <laughs> so he's been got the, he's got the looks, got all the skill. He just can't fucking package it all up, eh? Like... Something's missing there, and that's that. It's it's what separates the, the good from the great, and that's that killer instinct. Yeah, it is, and I actually think this the stuff we touched on with Brazil and those guys being so hungry because they just you know they're not they weren't getting Merc contracts when they were kids, and you know um, I think there's a completely different hunger out there with those guys. Like you look at Italo when he finished, he was ready to just trash the whole contest area. I He's fucking like, love him. I love that guy. I love his hair. Yeah. <laughs> love his blonde hair. Love his whole setup. He's like banging the freaking wall down and he's like on to the next one. He's ready to just go on and take on the next one. Like if if I if I really, you know, was doing a sensible bet, I'd be betting on him on the world title for sure. Yeah. But at four to one, it's pretty four to one. It's no point. No, well, we should we should have actually looked at what he was paying before the goal. He would have been paying like twenty to one for sure, yeah. or fifteen to one, yeah. which they're would pretty, have been great money. They're pretty tight on the on the world title, aren't they? In regards to even early odds, are pretty pretty. And he probably would have only been. I reckon he would have been at like ten to one, eight to one. Yeah, you got to wait until like three events are done and then you get some blowout odds and people think yeah. like the odds makers think, think it's all over and then you get guys that are like middle of the field and, you know, anything can happen. John John's been hurt. Medina's had a little bit of a rough start. So anything can happen. Yeah, exactly. Um, and just on a whole, what was the, the best thing that WSL did or the worst thing for that comp? Shit, big question. Um, I reckon the four-man heat was the best thing. And then the worst thing was uh, like the four-man thing, contest structure. The worst yeah. thing was um, not going on Sunday and just marking around on Sunday for whatever reason. And 
Yeah, that's probably it. Why? I know we discussed this recently, but um, we discussed this on the last part. I don't want to dive too deep into it, but the girls got equal pay for the first time in this event. Did you see that? Yeah, I did. How is that? How is that going to work long term for the sport when no one watches it? So it's kind of. I saw the ratings or someone was talking about the ratings or whatever. Like no one's watching the girls surfing. I'm all for equal pay and all that, but I just want to know how it works with sponsor dollars when you've got no one watching something. Yeah, I, I read, I think it was on Stab or something that not too long ago they were talking about the um, average income for a female surfer compared mm-hmm. to males um, was higher, but the, obviously the, the fact is that there's more pro surfer men so the, the average is out there's guys that are if you earn over 10 grand or something in sponsorship you're, you're a pro but they're, they're making good money off the I think it was like average of 70 grand for any pro uh, chick surfer so they're already making decent money yeah uh, <clears throat> I just don't like you, you're pretty much robbing Peter to pay Paul so you're taking away from what these guys are doing like it's great what the chicks are doing don't get me wrong but if you're looking at it as a standalone what money is if you're a business and they're two separate businesses and i think this is how you've kind of put it in the past if, if my memory serves correct so if you've got two businesses running side by side and you own them both one's performing really well are you bleeding money into the other one continuously to to prop it up kind of kind of what they're doing yeah and i guess i'd say it's i think what i was saying is is you got one product that sells really well and one product that doesn't sell really well so it's nuts all right mm. and cashews are selling really well and pecans aren't selling yeah. nearly as not enough um how do you justify putting the same amount of money into each nut yeah it doesn't i i get it and i want equality i want i want it but Girls aren't watching this, mm. like, on masses. Like, they're not watching the surfing on mass. So I just don't. There's nothing sexist about that. Like, I've got two girls. I don't. I want them, and they love surfing and all of that. Like, but it just does not make any sense to me. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's good for, I guess, yeah, forward thinking. that They might be looking at. In the future, but it just it still comes down to the fact that the audience is not there. No. Yeah. No. Um all right. right. We'll see how it goes. So, so we're gonna do a quick rundown um and get off the surfing. We're gonna do a quick rundown of the Bells event and fantasy teams, anyone that stands out for Bells. Let's just give some rough people who you're gonna throw in your team for that uh, event. Well, I quickly did my team because I did miss out. Um, I'm thinking, like, because I'm half Japanese now, Kanoa's in my team. Yeah, 100%. Kanoa will do that. Um, yeah, I, I put I – put, I, I can't go away from Kelly at the price. Like, nah. it's, it's the risk that it's worth – it's worth risking. Um, yeah. Obviously, obviously, it's – John's like a, a fucking blessing it at his price having missed last year, most of my last year. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to revise what 
what I've got. Um, but yeah, I'll give you one more, and I I can't not have Italo in my team. Yeah, I've got Italo. Um, also thinking about maybe Jack Freestone. Yeah, I do have Jack in there as well. Yeah, cheap ch- chips. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, just going to fill up the team. Maybe Kalohei. Um, but yeah, Bells is an interesting event. Yeah. So, look again. It depends on the waves. Yeah. Um, it's it's like the Goldie. You could almost have two different teams for for how the waves are. Exactly. Like if they have it down at Winky Pop or something else like that, it's um it's a totally different wave. Yeah. If it's small, if it's big, it just the variance. So so I reckon coming back. Holy to that, shit! It's big at the moment. It's eight to twelve foot today. Wow. Um, and it drops right off. It doesn't, it doesn't start to the 17th. So. Yeah, so but the long-range – like the semi-long-range forecast up to the 15th is one foot. Yeah, so we've got, we got, we got that. I guess with that, we'll, we'll do a – we might go on the, on the 15th and we'll, we'll do a bit of a look at the, at the forecast and, and go a bit deeper into it um, with our picks as well. So kind of kind of do it based on if it's going to be bigger, if it's going to be small. I just don't – I still find the bruise zones don't surf as well in the big stuff. I think that's a, a bit of a problem, but I guess they're getting better. Uh, yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah, I reckon – yeah, I don't know. I think Medina rips in the um, big stuff, but – um. Yeah, I think they'll be they'll be uh, in contention for sure. To be honest, yeah. I think it's going to be Brazil all year. But uh, yeah, yeah I'm, move- I'm not. I'm not. I'm. I'm more co- kind of saying the the other guys. You know, you can't. Oh uh, yeah, Italy and Gabba just that they are who they are, and and so like Felipe struggles a little bit when it's bigger. So, but yeah, we'll look at the forecast and and make some. Uh, some picks accordingly. Get the money. Definitely, going. definitely, mate. And to continue the gambling heavy pod, we've got one of our favourite events of the year. Coming up this weekend, is it? This week. So it's what? Thursday. What are we today? It's Tuesday. Yeah. So Thursday. So coverage will start Thursday night. The US um, Masters. Yes, it's going to be a big one. There's a lot, a lot of hype going. Obviously with. With T Woods going, uh, starting to actually play some decent golf and getting a win last year. Um, I'm going to say this early on: he doesn't win as much as I want him to. I don't think he's. I don't think he'll. I don't think he's got it to win. But there's some uh, some saucy saucy bets in here. Do so you just think with Tiger, just this sort of events, just too taxing for him in his current position? I think so. I think he's just not he's just not there. Just just with who who else is there? It's like if if you put it as as Kelly, like if everything comes together, yeah, he can win, but these these young guys are just doing stuff that is just ridiculous. Mm. So they they've got no fear. Mm. So that they, they as bad as it is that they don't respect the golf course. 
Yeah, yeah. So when I'm um, looking at the Masters, I go straight onto the odd sites and one of the first things I do is scroll right down <laughs> to the 1,000 to 1 guys yeah. and start scrolling straight back up. That is the first thing I do. Um, we've had a few freaking roughies come home. Uh, the last one was, what was the English guy's name? Uh, uh, Danny Willett. Yeah, Willett. He was originally about 500 to 1. Yeah, he was huge. So it's 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 possible. Like these these guys are all – there's a few people that you can get rid of because they they have a lot of the older guys that um, if, you're a, if you're a champ, you can you play. So there's probably about a dozen guys that are just immediately out. Yeah, but um, is there any down on that range? Have, have you got it open at the moment? I do have it open. Have you got it? So if you go down to that range where you got Cabrera, uh, Woosnam. Yeah, so the only person there is Cabrera, but I still think no. I, I just depend. So out of all those, out of all those ones from a thousand to one down to about seven hundred and fifty to one. Yeah, uh, Cabrera is the only one that you touch. He plays well every year. He's starting to stop playing yeah. well at it. Um, the the only way for someone like him that doesn't hit it super long is if it's right ra- if it's wet, if it rains and it's windy. All right. So if you scroll up and you continue to go up the list, when does when does a name jump out at you? Um, I'm just going through now. The first one you're starting to look at like two fifty to one. There's okay. a guy called Aaron Wise, who's like a young guy who bombs it, who can go low at yeah. 251. Um, the guy that won this past weekend, Corey Connors, he's at mm. 200 to 1. So he, yeah. he, he just, he won on the weekend. So he's obviously playing well. And he his final round, he. Had six under, four bogeys, ten birdies. So he can go low. Shit. Good uh, name. I like the CC, like uh, our friend of the show, Cam Campbell. Good. And guess where he's from? Is he Canadian? Canadian, yeah. Oh, we've got we to gotta slap a bit of bit of money down for old Corey Connors. Yeah. So we like the CCCC. Yeah. We do. So whereabouts uh, uh, after that? Any... One of my, you know that I like the South Africans when it comes to the Masters. You do, but is Schwartzel still legit? Yeah, he's still. For lack of a better word, he he can still play that golf course. It's there's there's a thing with with people like that um, that are one that they can maybe mentally. It's it's easier. It's it's probably they reckon it's easy to win. There's always multiple uh, time winners. So and I mean, just, at 150 to one, you're putting 10 bucks on him, and you're going to return a 1500. Yeah. I mean, you're doing it, Corey Connors. You're slapping a 10 on him, and you're getting 2000 dollars. Yeah. Tell me you're not. You don't have a spare 10 buck note lying around. Yeah. So so those two going further. But further up, doesn't start until you're getting around the the hundred to one again. Um, I don't know who I would like to slap 
bit of Patrick Reed. Oh, fuck, he deserves a slap, doesn't he? Yeah, he needs a two-cook slap. That'd be a good, that'd be a good like, slapping match, him and Sergio. <laughs> Just let them slap each other. Sergio would flip. Yeah, so... Did you see Sergio flip out? Uh, you mean it last year's? No, 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 no. Like a like a, a month ago, two months ago. I read something about it. Tell me what happened there. So, in Abu Dhabi or Dubai or something. Yeah, proper flipped out. Hey. <laughs> yeah, and then so, like, yes. The thing with Sergio, everyone thought no one's going to have a meltdown greater than Spieth's. Do you think his meltdown when he just like fell apart at the Masters was it last year? What do you think was worse, his or, or Spieth's? Spieth's. No, Sergio won. What was it two years ago? Yeah, I know, but last year he went from fucking. Don't you remember how many shots he dropped? No, oh, I can't. I can't Masters. 2018, you keep talking while I bring this up. Yeah, so so my next pick is Hoffman at 91. And he made a 13. You don't remember that? I do remember that now, yeah. He completely fell apart. But Spieth's was just so much greater to watch. Because of, because of the context of where it was at, that was him yeah. losing it. I don't think yeah. Sergio was, was in it. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, coming down the stretch in Amen Corner and fucking blowing it. And we just like that because, yeah, yeah. I don't mind speak that much now. Oh, but bored shit out of me. Yeah. He's, um, yeah, so going back, $91, Charlie Hoffman. Charlie Hoffman, you always like him. Well, he always, he can go low and he always does something. Like he's always on the front page of the leaderboard after right, the first 91 round. to 1. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's always there or thereabouts. Yeah. Um, just whether whether it's his – I think the biggest thing with Augusta is your temperament, how you, how you can kind of bounce back from, from something. Like you have a look oh, at – I like Hoffman actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was in the hunt. Which year was, that? was he in the hunt? You could probably go back and have a look at his past results, and he's kind of been there or thereabouts. Like if you're top twenty, you're doing pretty well. No, um, but one year he was in the lead. He uh, was recently. I think, that, I, think, I think that was Sergio's year. I think seventeen. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, then going back up, eighty-one. Um. So Gary Woodland, just a beast, like just hits it so fucking long. Okay, um, so that's, sorry to go back to Charlie Hoffman. So 12th in 2018, 22nd yeah. in 17, 20th in 16, 9th in 15, 27th in 11. He's shot some low rounds too, like a 67 in 18. There's a, six, there's a 63 in 65, 65 in 17. Yeah. Yeah, it must have been 65 and 17. That's, it is. That was the first round, was it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'd go him just again. You know, you might you might go and throw a, throw a 20 on him at 
at 91, that's 1800 bucks. Yeah, of course you're doing that. Um, you don't. Yeah. Keep going. So your, your boy, sorry to go back, but I've got a good um, stats page come up. Your boy, uh, Corey Connors, old Cam Campbell. Yeah. Um, he played in 2015, didn't make the cut. Yeah. Shot an 80 on his first round and a 69 on his second round. Yeah. So Obviously a lot's changed. Matt's nerves in the first round. Yeah. First, first time stepping up to the tee. Bouncing back to have 69 the next day. He's pretty Solid, impressive. Solid, isn't it? You're right. Yeah. That, that's true, actually. Yep. So where are we at? So we've just done Hoffman. Um, Let's have a look at Schwartzel's last few results, eh? Yeah. So where are you? Where are you bringing that up? I knew you want this website bad. It's just got the best uh, info uh, on Augusta.com. Um, so Schwartzel. Our man from South Africa, uh, 54th last year, third in 2017. Jeez, he's either gone really well or fucking blowing it, mate. Yeah. Okay, here we go. I'm just going to. So Schwartzel has third, was third year in 2017. Um, but then prior to that, really nothing other, other than his win. Yeah. So these opening rounds seem to hurt him and then he gets better. Yeah. What about Day? I know we're going to jump a bit bit around. What, what's he doing at the moment? He's – so he changed caddies. He got rid of his caddy last year, um, yeah. which was his, like, long-term coach – he was the one that had him out at the Hills Academy just out in Bow Desert and yeah. pretty much brought him up. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, they had obviously had a falling out, and since then he's been pretty rubbish. That's shitty. So his record for the past few years is 20th, 22nd, 10th, 28th, 20th, 3rd, 73rd, and 2nd. He has yeah. got a great history here at this course. He does. But, yeah, again, opening rounds have hurt him. Mm, yeah, definitely. Opening rounds have hurt him. Yeah, consistently really bad on opening rounds. Yeah. Other than in 2015. Yeah. Um, so if you're scrolling through here, any what we really want to know is what Australians stand out for you? Scotty. Scotty. But- but in saying that, the next one, I've heard a little bit of talk about this in my research, um, Cameron Smith. Mm. They, rec- they reckon that he's kind of got what it takes around here. Like, And this is from like Caddy's Picks. Um, tied fifth last year. Tied fifth and then 55th the year before. Tied fifth yeah. is solid for his... Second event in it. Yeah, they they reckon that his um that his his game kind of suits there. So I reckon one of the bets we we put on is best Australian. Okay, which what odds do we have there? Um, it's a good question. I'll tell you right in a second. 
Because we're not going to be betting on Woods or anyone. Unless Woods no. is – unless it's day two and Woods is, you know, a couple back and his odds blow out to 50 to one or something and there's something we see. What about Leishman? I like – I do like Leishman, but I always pick him and he never comes good. He never does, so it's does pro- he? It's, pro- it's probably the year to pick him. Nine uh, – Ninth, 43rd, 58th, 52, 4th, 69th. First round's always sh- mediocre. Yeah. I'm just trying to find. I, I did see it before. They had top Australian, and now I can't. Oh, here we go. So Cameron Smith at $5.50, top Australian. I reckon that's a good bet. Mm, yeah, I guess. Um, so so are you saying you wouldn't be throwing any money on – um. Jason Day at this stage, no. Well, and that could come back. That could come back to bite me in the arse. But I'm going to say no because you've got to make these tough calls. You do. What about um? You know, you guys around these eighty to ones, like your Snedekers and your Poulter and Woodland and Webb Simpson and any of these guys. You like any uh, of them? So I like Woodland, but if you have a look at his history. It's not good. Not really. No, he's he's had a pretty, um, yeah, a pretty rough go at Augusta, um, and I'll just bring that up. Oh, jeez, yeah. What's so, he got? Is he has he been playing well or something? Um, other than this, he's just twenty third in the world. Yeah, he's just a he's a bit of a beast, so. Bit of a middling golfer by the looks of it. I don't know. Yeah, but but when he's on, he can go low, like because he just he can just like make that golf course really short. This is the whole thing with the Masters. Like anyone really can have a good few rounds as long as the top guys are off a bit. Anyone can really come home and um, you know finish strong. Yeah. How do you feel about, like, the recurring champions, like guys that have won it before coming back and winning it again? I always feel like that's a good bet. So do I. Like, you know, you never know. Yeah, but looking at, like, past champions, Patrick Reed, no. Sergio, no. I'm never better on Patrick Reed. No. Um, I don't mind a bit of Phil. Like, he's still there. Um, Don't say that on the Two Cooks podcast. Yeah. No, you know, I'm I'm just talking about embedding for a past okay. champ. Don't don't get me wrong. Is there any? Because I feel like we haven't really nailed down who we're throwing our bets on at the moment. Well, well, really, we're we're kind of coming into the to the guys that there's a few dollars to be splashed around on, and it's kind of the realistic ones. So in this kind of twenty bucks to fifty bucks. Do you feel Ricky's a bit like Julian Wilson? Yes. Good call. <laughs> How good a call's that? That is a good call. Um, I'd almost say Ricky's never going to win this. Yeah. Two two guys that could do all right. That I would say. Yeah, could it's a flip of a coin, but. Um, uh, show, I don't know how to pronounce Xander. Xander. Is Yanda. Yanda. 
Oh my god, he is actually called Yander Schofel. Yeah. I can't believe we've got a Yander in the field. We've got a bet on him. Yeah. And his he played last year, tied fiftieth. Not that great. Four wins, world golf ranked ten. Yeah. Um he's only really just come into prevalence really. Yeah. He's only twenty six. He goes all right. Oh, Gianda. Yeah, I'd be dropping. How much, uh, what sort of odds you got on him there? I've got, got Yander at 41 to 1. Yeah. So he, he'd be he'd be my bet, one of my bets there. Okay. What about um, Tony Finnell? How yeah. was his bloody ankle shit? Oh, so him? Last year. So he's his, good. Yeah, so his first year, last year, tied 10th. Yeah, and he's good. They yeah. thought he was going to go really well. So he's 15 in the world. So, again, look, he's six foot four. He's hits it long. Yeah. Um, he's only got one win under his belt, but, yeah, that's going there. Um, I can't go past the smooth-swinging South African, Oosthausen, at 36 to 1. Yeah, okay. So if you go into spell, um, if you go into his. He's always in the hunt. So you look at this. So in the last, so Jeez. since 2012, so 12, 41, 15, 19, 25, 71, but miscut, and then a second. Mm-hmm. Very and he, interesting, and he played pretty well at the at the match play. I think he that was on a couple of weeks ago. And what sort of money are we talking at the moment, as far as betting well, on let, him? Let, let's go with our five hundred, and let's not bore the listeners because we're getting a little bit too analytical. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's go fifty on uh, Yanda, fifty on Tony, a fifty mm-hmm. on on Louis. And then we got fifty. Do you want to? Do you want to just go fifty on our CC? Yeah, go fifty on that for sure. How much will that bring home? Oh, that that would bring home ten grand. <laughs> we'll take it. Yeah. Fifty on CC. Fifty on. Um, how much are we up to? So that's one hundred and fifty, and then we wanted to go fifty on Charlie. Yeah. So we might make the ones that are outside. Um, Outside the Hanji, you can go the fifty can go twenty five each way. So that I think that's top three or top five. Mm-hmm. We'll pay. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's up to two hundred. Mm-hmm. Then, then we're kind of looking at the. We're starting to get into the to the hunt with with these guys. So we're we're two hundred down. We get three hundred to play. And we're we're into the to the big guys. Oh, you're right, Jason at thirty four to one, and Leishman at thirty four to one is pretty big. Um, what do you think? Is there anyone at the thirty four to one? Oh, there's one there that I'm going to have to say deserves fifty thrown on him. Mm. That's, and that and that's just above uh, above those guys, and that's Bubba. 
Baba. Oh. Past winner. Past winner. I hate, but I hate betting on Baba though. Yeah. But let's get let's let's use our brains here. Let's have a look at these previous results. So he's won twice, tied fifth mm. last year. So mm. yeah. When he's on, he's on. All right, let's go, Baba. Yeah. So fifty on him. So that's We've got 250 to play. So what are you thinking? Is there anyone you like now kind of around this? Around this money? Yeah. I'm... Mm. So to put 100 bucks on, I don't know how I'd feel on any of these first few guys. Yeah. What if we went 100 on Leishman? Have we bet on Leishman? No, we haven't. What if we just pick him, just 100 throw 100 on him for yeah. $5,000 return? Okay, and we'll, we'll, we'll go at that rate. We'll go a, another 50 on uh, Hideki. Got to go Hideki, yeah. yeah. So he's our Kanawa. Um, yeah, and then is we that... We've got 100 to play with. 100 to play with... Do you feel like you got to throw it on Tiger just to enjoy the event? Yeah, 100%. In case he's coming home? Yeah. As much as I said I wouldn't I don't think he's going to win. We've just gone against it. But, yeah, I just feel like if he's in the hunt, yeah, yeah, it's just good to have money on Tiger. Yeah. And you never know. Like, he could just come home super strong. Yeah. And, and look, like, the Rory's looking good, but I just don't. We're we're here to make money, not, not cents here. Exactly. So those that are following the um, read pod slash two kooks podcast would already have 1,300 cold, cold hard cash in their pockets to scoot down to their betting agencies and try and get these bets on. Yeah, so this will bring you back down to 800. So. That's all right. Jeez, you get to watch the whole event. Obviously, as usual, bet responsibly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's that's a pretty good Masters. I reckon we'll be potting maybe on the final day, or just yeah. after the final day. So we might we might pod on um, halfway through after the cut. Yeah, just because I reckon. Yeah, because we might do a quick 15, 20 minute one to see what uh, what's changed. But I'm looking forward to getting my master's bets on. It always creeps up to me and uh, I always forget that it's um, – I just always miss it. So, yeah, I'm pumped. Yeah. So I've always done pretty well with my picks. So Yeah. Yeah. The, the, yeah I, and, and why I said with those kind of – some of those roughies going each way on them, it still pays good, you know, that you're still getting – at 100 to 1, you're still getting 10 to 1 for – for uh, for a place, you might even yeah. get twenty to one place. Like it's still still good money. You know, you're hedging yourself a little bit. There's no, only one winner. Yeah, it's good. Um, do you think we're the Vegas Dave of surfing and golf betting? Oh, it must be. Hundred <laughs> percent. Nice. So, well, we've got some winners. Yep. So what what we'll do for everyone when we get closer. And, and skipping past the golf and back to bells, we're gonna. I don't know if you're thinking this, but we're gonna get some uh, some. Now that we're uh, quickie pros out of the way, and we've got an understanding of how everyone's surfing, 
maybe some multis will get getting thrown in the mix. Yeah, we need to do some multis. The the listeners love the gambling, so I reckon we've got to throw the multis out there as well because they're the fun. That's the funnest part, isn't it? Yeah, certainly is. And yeah, don't be a pussy and cash out early. Oh, I love cashing out early on my multis, just getting my winners and leaving. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll we'll get some of those in, and uh, and if if there's any other kind of betting types you want done, just let us know. Yeah, definitely, and hit us up if you've just been making bank on our tips. That's what we want to hear. Exactly. I want to hear that you've uh, paid for the groceries this week with all of uh, our tips that are coming through. <laughs> cool, man. Cool. Well, uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Yeah, Hope thank you. Enjoyed you. the episode. Yep, and uh, we will catch up soon. Sounds good. All right, man. All right. Bye, Enjoy man. Bye. Day.